0: dungeon.net my name is andy spateri joined as always by alice and aletha al you were a little bit sick last week when we talked how you feeling today
1: i'm feeling much better i still kind of sound stiffly and like i have like a lingering cough but that's normal for colds otherwise all my energy is back i'm feeling great i'm ready to get back to normal life i feel like i've been kind of in limbo this last week but yeah i'm feeling good how are how are you doing
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm a little bit tired. I've been watching The Puppy by myself for the last couple days and uh The Puppy he, it's actually hilarious how how much like like how low I am on on the list of people and things that my dog loves like so <laughs> oh there's gosh. Samantha he loves number 1 unconditionally. And then Sam's mom is number 2. So I brought the dog over to Sam's mom's yesterday. I actually stayed there for like 10 hours just so that he could play with her dog. <laughs> That's awesome. Um the uh the the daycare person's like number three my my neighbor's number four I'm like I'm like down to number fifty or something like that like he he's just like oh it's you okay well I guess feed me and then after that like I'm just gonna go to the garage and wait for mom to come home <laughs> so it's been it's been a weekend oh no uh, but other than that I'm doing pretty good uh, can't really complain I I just wanted to throw this out there I know this is really more for the other show but man. What world do we live in, Allison, when Nintendo and Twitch and all of these major platforms are referencing and acknowledging and celebrating the 35th anniversary of Metroid and not Zelda?
1: Wow. That's, that's wild, <laughs> that's right? That's crazy. <laughs> I am excited. Just like I said at E3, I it's not my thing, but I'm super excited for the Metroid fans right now.
0: I mean, it is unbelievable. Like you know, for, for the longest time, Metroid couldn't even get a lawn sign acknowledgement from anybody. And now like Nintendo was all in on this game and you look at Zelda and it's like, Oh yeah, Zelda turned 35 this year. Uh, you know, congrats. And that was it. (laughs) There was nothing really else that was, uh, that was thrown out there. I mean, I guess they have the the game and watch gimmick that they got coming in November, but I don't know for me, it's just like, this is so surreal to see, Uh, Nintendo just really getting behind Metroid and kind of letting Zelda just do its thing and and whatever. So I I wanted to throw that out there because I've seen like clips and and whatever and tweets and stuff like that. And uh, it's just, you can truly tell that this is a bizarro time because uh, it seems for the moment anyways, that Metroid is getting that hype more than Zelda. So I figured I would bring that up and just kind of bask in that moment here, uh, for a quick second, if I may. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, however, we, before we get going here, we should let everybody know that, uh, if you want to bask in a great moment, you should head over to Etsy and grab some Champions Cast t-shirts. I've got some in the mail. I've got a Champions Cast hoodie. I've got a Spiteri 316 Smoking Moblin. I've got the Talus Gym, and I've got the Big Dog Gooey Fame shirt coming. Uh, I'm gonna look pretty fly in... I think all of that merch and uh you can look fly too if you head on over to Etsy and uh check that out. And Al, there's even tank tops available of the Talus Gym, is that right?
1: Yes, I'm so excited about those tank tops. They look so awesome and I've been going to the gym a lot, so like I I don't have one yet, but I'm ready. Like I'm I'm I have like the need for them and I'm super excited, but yeah definitely head over there there's so many uh there's you know our champions cast shirts which are awesome but there's also so many team shirts which i am going to start collecting here once a payday because i can't afford to buy all the shirts at once
0: (laughs) you know what it's for me it's actually the shirts are cheap like they're only uh i think 12 or 15 bucks or something like that but then you got the shipping so like shipping anything to canada sucks so like it's uh that's the killer for me and Etsy is the worst for that. Mm. Um I shipped a couple shirts to uh, some of our listeners which showed out I think they got all of them by the way. Um so I shipped a couple shirts to them and uh that was cheaper to ship to Florida than it was to ship to Calgary, which I guess isn't really surprising but um that's just the way that's, the world works I guess. That's but crazy. Anyways, <laughs> that being said, Etsy store uh Etsy's elder Dungeon store, you can check the link out on uh, the front page of the website. Let's get into what we are here today to talk about. We are not done with The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Um, We've played it through. We loved it. We gave it our definitive ranking yesterday. And at least, I think for you as well, but definitely for me, it was the highest rated game that we've ever put through our definitive ranking. So let's, you know, as we promised last week, uh, we really skimmed over the dungeons. We, We each gave the dungeons a you gave him a five, right? I
1: believe so, yes.
0: Right. Um, so we, we skimmed over the dungeons, and we promised everybody that we would follow up and, uh, and go into a deep dive this week, and by God, that is what we are here to do. We are definitively ranking the dungeons of The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. There are seven dungeons to get through here, and uh, if you guys have listened to a show like this before, you know the drill. We will go through the dungeons in sequential order, and then we will slot... Uh basically we'll we'll take the the first two dungeons and we'll say which one we'd like better and we'll rank them one and two and then we'll talk about the third dungeon and we'll either rank that one, one, two, or three. The fourth dungeon we'll either rank it one, two, three, or fourth, etc., etc. So we're gonna do some negotiating, we're gonna do some uh some debating, but I think that the hardest thing for me is I was making some notes on these dungeons, and I was like, Oh yeah, this is a great dungeon. This is a great dungeon. This should be higher, but like this is also a great dungeon. This should be higher. And so um, when I was doing my list, I was like, oh man, like every one of these dungeons is really like really good. And I felt bad putting even my last place dungeon, I felt bad putting it in that spot because I think that it was really unique and really like innovative for, for what that dungeon was trying to accomplish. So I think that our problem is going to be that there's like almost too much of a good thing, you know?
1: Yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I definitely have dungeons that I like more than the others, but that's not to say that, you know, any of the other dungeons are bad or, like, or anything like that. Like, they we'll think about it, like, on the Zelda scale, right? You know, 8 to 10s, and some are obviously 10s, but the others are still 8s, so they're still really good. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um. And this, like I said, like, this game just has really, really strong dungeons – throughout uh, like well I mean obviously we'll talk about them but man like everything is so solid I think that you could take the worst dungeon from this game and put it up against I don't know half the Zelda titles best dungeons and Skyward Sword might come out on top you know like if you were to take this du- like the worst dungeon from Skyward Sword and put it up against uh I don't know Ancient Tomb from Oracle of Ages I think that the dungeon from Skyward Sword still comes out on top, but uh, I guess we'll we'll get there and let's get started because we do have um, a lot of dungeons to go through here, Al. So let's just uh, kick it off with the first dungeon that you enter, the uh, the intro dungeon, as we like to call them yeah. here on the show, Skyview Temple. Man, I you know I'm gonna be saying this a lot, but like, what a what a great great dungeon, a particularly a good intro dungeon. And and we've kind of debated about the intro of Skyward Sword compared to maybe some other 3D Zelda t- titles. Um I think that for me at least I was in Skyview Temple within the first 2 hours of the game. So I was still like getting reacquainted with everything, kind of reacquainted with the new button controls stuff like that. This is in terms of an intro dungeon, I think like a really really solid dungeon. Um really kind of teaches you the fundamentals of the game particularly in the boss fight um, but also in particularly with some of the enemies that are scattered around there's the uh, the skaltolas that are there and they teach you really how to manipulate your sword and in which ways to use your sword in order to make it count the most um I, I think that this is a really really clever dungeon and uh i'm i'm a fan of this one what about you l I
1: i agree so uh, we talked about intro dungeon intro dungeons a while ago And um, I honestly can't remember, I I have a bad memory for these things, but I can't remember exactly what we said about it, but it it fills all the categories for an intro dungeon. You know, you go in and you're starting your adventure, and you're like, how how do I learn what to do for the rest of the game and the rest of the dungeons? And this dungeon teaches it, it to you. So it teaches you how to, like, crawl through holes, how to use the motion controls, if you're using the motion controls it teaches you about a bunch of different enemies and how the sword um, mechanics work, are going to work for the rest of the game, you get a nice little item that's so different from everything that we've mm-hmm. seen before which is the beetle and it's like fun and unique and it you kind of want to be in that main room bopping around with it, going through the holes, getting the rupees because it's so fun you know, instead of progressing uh and then um in in the end you get to you know fight the main antagonist of the entire story which is super cool because you know you're learning who you're going to be facing throughout the entire game and like how powerful they are and how much they'll probably progress throughout the game as well so i just think it's like it does a really good job of introducing the game it it uh does a really good job of showing you the different mechanics that you're going to be using. And it really sets a tone. Plus, it's colorful and the atmosphere is good and the music is kind of a little eerie um, as you're yes, like, walking Yes, very through. ominous. Yeah. So I, I just, overall, it's like a really satisfying first dungeon. Like, I don't ever get mad about finally, you know, getting there and doing this dungeon.
0: Yeah, I agree, um, and I wanted to elaborate on some of the other points. So I have kind of like a a three a three tier check marker. Like these are the first three things I always look for whenever I rank a dungeon: item, boss, music. So I'll talk about those three for every dungeon that we go over here, and then kind of elaborate on some of the other stuff that you said. But first of all, yeah, I think that the beetle is like such a great and fun item. Um, I, and I had heard somebody said that. Um, I think they were dogging on this because you don't actually use the, the dungeon item in the final boss battle, which is typical for like a Zelda temple. Um, but I think that that's totally okay because like, a, it's something different. And then B, you had mentioned that, that giant room in the center where like, you really get to use the beetle a lot in that room. You can fly around, you can get the rupees. You can, um, you can actually get a piece of heart by activating a switch. And there's that really satisfying, um, pit, I guess, where all of the, uh, the Deku Bobas are hanging from the ceiling, and you can just like, sip, 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 cut them off with the Beetle, and they fall down. That's like so super satisfying to me. I just I love doing that. So I, I thought that the Beetle was like a fantastic item. Uh, I think that you know it really just it's so satisfying to me in Zelda when like you go and you get an item, and it's not like your average like you got the bombs or you got the the slingshot or you got the hookshot or whatever. Like as as awesome as those were to get back in 1998 in Ocarina of Time, by this point, I'm like, oh, man, I, like, I want something new. Um, like, I want, like, the, uh, the, the ball and chain from Twilight Princess or, like, the something, something unique. And I think the beetle really fills that. And it's, like, you know, such a versatile item that you have so many options to do puzzles with. So that's a great, that's a great item. I love that. Um, very, very ominous theme. Very scary, very spooky. So it's, uh, it's, it's very, it's very fitting. And it, like... It really fits, I feel like, the the luminescent um, effect of this dungeon where, like, all the trees are glowing. It just looks, like, super, super cool. It looks, like, almost neon, but, like, it looks like if you go and invert color on your, uh, on your like, picture or something like that. That's kind of the vibe that this dungeon gives, so it's very, very cool. The one thing that I would say, I know that you like it, but I don't really care for it, is fighting Girahim in this particular dungeon, which actually would be okay on its own. But of course, as we'll talk about later, you fight Ghirahim again. So to me, it's just kind of like, I, I would have rather like a unique boss, maybe more so for the fire sanctuary than for this. I feel like if you fought Girahim here and didn't fight him again, that would be okay. But like, you can't really take that in a bubble. I think that this fight is okay. I don't think this Girahim fight is as good as the fire sanctuary or the final confrontation, but it's like it it's a great way to teach you how to use your sword and all the motion can, controls and directions and stuff like that so um this yeah it gets points for that for sure um and let's see uh, the only other thing i had in my notes here was that uh, this is a, a unique temple in that you actually come back to it later you're required to come back to it later in order to get uh what is it I think the healing water for um for the drag the water dragon and I thought that that was kind of cool like it's Usually, when you when you do a dungeon in Zelda, it's like literally one and done. You have no reason to ever go back there, um, except maybe if there's hidden heart pieces or golden Skulltolas or something like that. But I, I kind of actually liked going back into this dungeon. I know that a lot of people don't, but I just thought it was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I, I I enjoyed that too because they they change it up a little bit. It's like the bad guys went back in and they're like, okay, let's revamp and you know, make it a little bit different, more of a challenge if somebody comes back here. You know what I mean? Because you always yeah. you always leave a dungeon or a temple and you're supposed to have like purified it, so to say, but then uh, you never really know what happened to them. So when you go back and you see that it's still infested with monsters, that's, that's kind of a cool touch to the story overall.
0: Yeah, I agree. Before we move on from Skyview 2, I have to share an embarrassing story. I was stuck for a stupid amount of time trying to find the second crystal to hit to, to raise the water. You know the one that's, like, under yeah. the stairs or whatever in the main room? Yeah. I was like, where is this thing? I was wandering <laughs> around. I did, like, six laps of all the – love like, everywhere. And I found it, and I just, like, hung my head in shame. I was just like, that's
1: oh, my so God. That's so funny. I... I, was,
0: I kid you not. I was there for, like, 30 minutes at least.
1: <laughs> um, I actually have an embarrassing story, too, for Skyview, but it's for my very first time playing. Um, You know the eyeball that you're supposed to confuse? Yes. I had no idea what the heck. I, I was stuck there for a long time. I'm pretty sure I gave up the game for like two months because I couldn't figure out this stupid room. And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's <laughs> such a thing as ZeldaDungeon.net. And I looked it up. <laughs> and then I got back. And look at and, you now. <laughs> now Look at me now. This The eyeball, you know, put me on the path to Zelda Dungeon. So there you go.
0: You know, now that I'm thinking of it, does Fi ever tell you to like, spin your sword
1: i don't know i i like i literally have no idea i just remember being so frustrated i don't know that
0: she does and i feel i feel like if you didn't know that you might not like that that wouldn't be my first indication it's like okay i'm gonna make them dizzy and spin my sword and then they're gonna die i think that like i could very easily see getting stuck on that i bet you i got stuck too way back (laughs) when so but yeah at, at least at least yours was like 10 years ago mine was from like 10 days ago, so that was embarrassing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so by default right now, Skyview is our number one temple. Let's go over and let's talk about the next temple that we are going to, the Earth Temple. And Al, um, I'll, I'll let you kick this off, actually, if you don't mind.
1: Okay, sure. So um, the Earth Temple, I always thought it was, like, oddly named just because you would think it'd be, like, some yeah, kind of Fire Temple or something. So whenever I'm, like talking about this game or whatever and i say earth temple and i feel like people who don't play the game they get confused and they're like which one is that and i'm like that's the one with the lava and they're like what it wouldn't that be a fire?" and i'm like i don't know they named it i don't know so it is
0: let's actually take a quick minute here and just point out how ridiculous this is the earth temple is full of lava and fire and brimstone <laughs> And the fire sanctuary has you digging into the earth with the magma mitts for half the dungeon. So, like, go figure.
1: I mean, I mean, to be fair, lava is technically, like, when it, you know, hardens, is earth. So, like, I I mean, I kind of get it, I guess, a little bit. But at the same time, it is, it feels a little odd. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I really like the concept of, like, the gimmick of this dungeon where you have to kind of roll around on that eyeball. Um... And you like it helps you get to the different areas through the lava. I think that's really creative and fun, and definitely not something that I've seen in games up until that you know ten years ago. That point when uh, Skyward Sword first came out. So I thought that was a lot of fun. I th- also think it's fun that you know you have to control your balance on it. There is ways to jump up, off, or fall over, or, or get knocked off by enemies. So that makes it kind of a challenge as well. Um, I also really appreciate um, – you don't get, like, the digging mitts in this dungeon, but you do use them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of And it is kind of odd that you get the digging mitts beforehand, but then you get the bombs inside the dungeon. I kind of wish that was switched, but I get it. Like, it makes sense. And then um, I think that the very end with the boss fight, the whole, like, idea of this eyeball – uh, like one of the eyeballs that you use to travel through the dungeon with, fell out of a dragon's mouth, rolled after you like some kind of Indiana Jones uh, movie scene, and then it goes into another dragon's mouth, and then it rolls through like this, this spine and rib column in the boss room, and then it finally falls down, and it's a giant flame ball, flame ball, flaming eyeball called Scaldera, and that's your boss. Like, I just think that's so cool that you were seeing the boss, you know, Beforehand, and that they made this whole theatrical event about it. Now, Skaldara is definitely not my favorite boss fight. I think he's a major troll, and I kind of hate him. But his concept is really, really cool. So I think that gives uh, this engine some props. Overall, though, it's like the puzzles are okay. Um, there's not a lot of rooms, actually. If if I'm remember, like thinking about it. Uh, no, there.
0: It's 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 quite small. It's
1: very small. It feels even smaller than Skyview, actually, to me. So. Um, it's not that big. It's, it, it's kind of a middle of the pack, but it has really good ideas.
0: Yeah, um, I asked you to go first, because I feel like I didn't have really a ton to say about this dungeon, to be honest. It's, like, it's kind of small, um, you know, going, going off my three-item checklist here. Yeah, the bombs are kind of like a, eh, that's kind of like a meh item to get in a dungeon. Um, especially when you could have got the mole mitts instead, but, like, I, I mean, I, to your point, I get why they didn't do that, because that's the big item of the fire sanctuary, so, like, you kind of are having two items that are very similar, but, yeah, yeah, getting the bombs is just kind of, like, eh, I don't know, uh, it's not, it's not very exciting, um, the music, I feel like, is, and you don't say this about Skyward Sword very often, but I feel like it's just kind of average, it's okay, um, it certainly is fine for the dungeon, but, like, it's not something that is, you know, I don't I don't think anybody would say one of the, the highlight tracks of Skyward Sword is the Earth Temple. Um, I actually think Skaldara is the best part of this dungeon. I think that's a great boss fight. I, I really like the, uh, it's kind of like a, a twist on King Dodongo, mm-hmm. where, like, you have the same general concept, he he inhales, and then you gotta throw the bomb in his mouth. I think that it's really fun. Like you mentioned, it's like the Indiana Jones-esque, like, he's chasing you down, and, like, He's throwing fireballs at you, and I, I think that that's actually a really great fight. So that's, that's the highlight of the dungeon to me, and with all the cinematics and stuff leading up to it, but, yeah, like, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I really didn't have a lot to say about this dungeon. I, I feel like the gimmick of rolling around on the ball is kind of cool, but if you, especially if you don't have the dungeon map, but, like, I found that it was kind of, um, it was easy to get lost or to get stuck unless you, like, were looking at the actual map, because when you get the bombs, uh, me, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but, like, the bombable walls really blended into, like, the regular walls, so I was just, like, where the heck am I supposed to go, and then I would, like, kind of roll around for a little while, and then I would would look at the map, and I was, like, oh, it says that there's a pathway here, but there's nothing here, I must have to bomb it, and I would throw my bombs, and lo and behold, now there's a pathway, so that, uh, and this is probably just me being bad at Zelda again, but, like, you know, that, that kind of, um, stalled the momentum of this dungeon, which really, like, it hurted a little bit, because like you said, this is such a small dungeon, so like, if you, if you're stuck, there's really not that much, you know, rooms that you can go back to and look for clues, or like, look for, um, hints about where to go next, so that was, uh, that stuck out to me, I think I got stuck once or twice, just like, you know, I, I feel like I've ridden as far as I can go on this ball, but, yeah, I, I don't know, it was, uh, it was okay. I think it, what could have put this dungeon maybe a little bit over the edge is if... You know that one room where they have, like, the really thin lava path, and you gotta have the ball on that? kind of looks like it's out of Super Mario. Yeah. I feel like it could have been fun if there was a room like that, like, going downwards, like, your ball actually has, like, momentum, and you got you have to fight to keep it on track. I think that that could have been fun, but they didn't really go that route, mm-hmm. so... Makes sense. Yeah, to me, this is, uh, it's... It's probably the most average of all of Skyward Sword's dungeons.
1: Which isn't a bad thing.
0: <laughs> no, and, and to be clear, it's not a bad dungeon at all. I think the boss fight is great. Um, and, and you know what? As as much as, like, getting the bombs is kind of like a wet fart, like, they, they're they pretty fun in Skyward Sword. Like, you can, yeah. you know, they're not just the typical, like, lay them through. I mean, I guess they are, but, like, it, it just feels a little bit more involved when you can roll them or throw them. And the, the motion controls, to me, make it feel a little bit more involved. So, you know, the item itself functions fine. It's just not very exciting. Right. But yeah, I would I would certainly put this below Skyview for sure.
1: I have it below Skyview on my list too.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I feel like there's not really much more to say about the the Earth Temple. So let's move on to the next dungeon. Uh, this is a favorite of mine, the laneru Mining Facility. <laughs> and yeah, you're gonna find out uh, during this podcast that I am a sucker for the time shift stone gimmick, but man, I just think it's, like, so fun, it's so creative, and it works, like, really, really well in Skyward Sword HD, there's no hiccups, there's no anything, so, yeah, I, I pretty much any dungeon or any area involving, uh, time shift stones is gonna be right up my alley, but going to my three item checklist here, you get an awesome item here, you get the Gus Bellows, which, uh, I thought was really fun, and, like, I don't know about you, Al, but I kind of had, like, the Luigi's Mansion kind of syndrome where I I would walk around and I would have to like gust every single fleck of dirt off of the floor <laughs> before I could move on to a an- to another room and I was like this matters to no one and nobody but me but like is- I have to make this room clean before I can before I can move on with my adventure <laughs> so funny. I I think that the gust bellow is really fun you use it in a really fun way to fight a different or a couple different enemies um, I think that the music is like. Is really cool. It's got like this like frantic like uh, like do 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 do. It's it, I don't know. It, it feels like robotic, which obviously fits the theme really well. I I don't know why, but when I was listening to it, the the phrase like worker bees just kept popping into my mind like over and over, and that's kind of what it feels like uh, to me. Um, the only the only kind of meh thing about this dungeon is the actual boss, which we talked about last week. Uh, Molderac is pretty he's, he's pretty average, he's pretty subpar, um, but I think that the actual, the rest of the enemies in the dungeon itself really make up for that, because you've got, like, the really cool, like, you've got the beamos that look super awesome and are only activated in the past, you've got, um, I don't even know what that airplane guy is called that's shooting missiles at you and you need to deflect his bullets back to him, but that rocks, there are the other guys that hop around and you gotta stab with your sword and that rocks, uh, I think that, like, this has like really really awesome enemies. Um, and yeah, this is uh it's just a great dungeon. I'm I'm a sucker for the mine carts. I'm a sucker for the time shift stones and I think that the facility looks like super awesome in the past. So this is uh this is a favorite of mine. I would put it above I would put it number 1 right now as we have it.
1: <laughs> oh, this uh, we're going to have a struggle <laughs> throughout this episode, I think because I'm looking at your top, and I'm like, oh, oh, boy, here we go. Um, Okay, my thing about Lanara Mining Facility is, like, it does have really good, like, atmosphere. I think that, um, at least in the past it does, I don't really care for the present of it, Um, but when you're in the Timeshift Stone area and you've got everything moving around and it looks like it's a well-oiled machine moving, I think that's really cool. It does have some really good bosses, Um I do really like the Bemos and the Armos in this game. I feel like they're the best of the series. And um those drones, I don't know what they're called either, but I also think they're kind of fun because you can strike back or shield back their missile and then they just sh- send like little mini drones after you and with like directions for your sword. So it's fun, it's interactive with the enemies. Molrak, he's not something to write back to home about. Um so like overall, I feel like the enemies are fine and most of the puzzles are fine. I feel like what sours Lanau mining facility for me and uh, sandship we'll talk about that later. but it the first two dungeons are i I feel like they kind of messed up a little bit in like the pacing or like the size of getting to the dungeons and doing the dungeons because Skyview and Earth temple are both really quick. but when you get to Linairu, uh the Laneru area, uh, excuse me, you have to first go to, like, the the old Temple of Time place, and then you find out that you can't get in that way, so you have to go around another way. You finally find the Linnea Reminding Facility, but you can't get in, so you have to go activate the nodes, so you go and activate the nodes, then you can finally get in, and then this dungeon's really long. So, I kind of feel like it's a chore, and that's one of my, like, my biggest gripes about some Zelda games, like Twilight Princess, when the dungeons feel like a chore, and I'm not really interested anymore, because... You kind of, like, beat a dead horse, in my opinion. I know a lot of people really like the Lanayru Mining Facility and Sandship, but this is just how I feel about them, and I I would, <laughs> I would never put Ugh. it over Skyview or a Temple. In fact, oh my god, you're going to hate me. It's on the bottom of my list.
0: Ugh. <laughs> I, I cannot, I can't believe that. You think that the Earth Temple is better than Lanayru Mining Facility? Yes. Do I have that right? Yeah. Oh well, don't don't worry, listeners. We're not gonna let that stand. We're we're putting Lineru in the middle because we're not we're not gonna allow it to be put under the Earth Temple. Oh. <laughs> I uh,
1: will be. I don't know, man. I will be fair to you, Like that, I forgot to mention the Gus Bellows. Like that's a really cool item as well, and you get it in past Zelda games or something similar. But I just I think this one's very fun. You kind of control, you know, which direction. You get to blow the uh, wind, and it helps with puzzles, and I think that item is cool. But, I don't know. Something about the pacing of getting to this dungeon and doing this dungeon just throws me completely
0: off. Well, are we talking about just the dungeon? I, I don't think that you can factor in, like, the what comes before the dungeon. I I, I didn't into mine, or else I would say that... Uh... Actually, I don't really think my list would change very much if we, if we were doing <laughs> that. But because I like all the, the stuff that you do to get to each um, dungeon here. But I would say that, like, man, like, I the dungeon is is certainly longer than Skyview and then Earth Temple. But like, we're not talking like city in the sky longer. We're not talking. um God, what's that awful water dungeon in Twilight Princess? Lakebed? Uh, wh- what? What? Lakebed? oh lake bed <laughs> yeah we're not talking lake bed long like i feel like I, I was never lost in linear mining facility like it's straightforward There, there's puzzles are so good you're like you're 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 on a platform you got the gust bellow going there you're pushing it the time shift stone is like taking all the it's changing all the walls the the beamos are turning from crumpled dust to like active enemies trying to shoot you down uh Ah, I, this is such a good dungeon, and we're gonna have a real problem with Sandship later. I can tell already. <laughs> yeah. But
1: I yeah, I, not, I'm
0: I'm willing to say like in the middle. What about that?
1: I'm okay with that, and it's not like I'm factoring in the before part into my decision. I just think that it sours it a little bit because it t- it was a slog to get there. I don't want the dungeon to be a slog too, and it kind of felt like that to me.
0: I like I actually kind of went the other way. Like I thought that the um, the little. I don't know what you'd call them, like the rooms or whatever that had all the switches like yeah. to activate Linnea Reminding Facility. I, I was just like, this is cool. This is like a little mini dungeon almost, or like a mini quest. Like, I was thinking of it kind of in the same way that I would think of going to like the Ice Cavern before you go to the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's kind of fair, but like, it's. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like you're going on this really long journey and doing all these chore things to get to a dungeon you're like cool i'm in the dungeon let's go but then your dungeon feels like a chore
0: i don't know if i can agree with that but let's (laughs) that's fine we don't have to agree let's move on and talk about maybe one of the most celebrated dungeons in the zelda series i think that this dungeon actually came in number two when we did our big zelda dungeon dungeon ranking i think that was last year um the ancient the, the easy for me to say the ancient cistern and this is, I'm hoping that we can at least agree on this. This is like one of the absolute best dungeons in the Zelda series. I, I'm going to say that right now. Um, (laughs) this is like, man, you, you can, you can go down the list. So first of all, um, let's, let's look at my, at my three tier list. So item, you get the whip and the whip is awesome. It's super fun and it's versatile. You can use it to travel. You can use it to fight enemies. Um, it's really fun. Just kind of like, whipping on someone, and then pulling their joints apart, or something like that, um, you know, I, I love me, uh, the whip in Castlevania, so, like, to see that in Zelda, I was just like, oh, hell yeah, so, I, I love the whip, I think that it's really fun, and they really got a lot of use out of it, you go to the music, the music is, like, this, this, like, eastern kind of influenced, um, very soothing, but also very, like, very ominous, almost, in a way, and then you go to the boss, and, you know, we we talked about Koloktos last week. We actually had a big discussion about Koloktos in the Champions Cast Discord uh, this week as well. And, like, I feel like Koloktos is maybe the best boss, except for maybe Monk Maskashia, but he's probably one of the best bosses in the entire series. Like, you talk about a fun boss, like, man, there, there is just something so satisfying about, like, ripping that dude's joints apart and, and dodging his big swords. He's got, like, 18 arms, and you're... You got arms flailing everywhere, and then you pick up his sword and you like smash, smash, smash his little cage to get his heart. That is like such a fun, fun, fun boss battle. Um like and, and and that's not all. There's there's a ton of different other, you know, areas in this in this dungeon. I mean, let's talk about the actual dungeon, just the aesthetic of it, first of all. It's like this gorgeous dungeon. Koloptos looks great. Um and like the the main room where you see like the, the Buddha head statue is like really stunning, really breathtaking. Um, the way that you can move that statue to kind of have the different puzzles on, on every level of the cistern is really cool. And then, um, you know, the underworld part, which is super scary. And it's like, it feels like you're not supposed to be there, but it's got this, like this crazy, these crazy moblin zombies that are coming after you is, is fantastic. Um, it's a water dungeon, but like not, not a typical water dungeon that like, it feels like a chore to do. And mostly because I think that swimming in skyward sword feels pretty good. But, um, yeah, this is just like, this is like such a good, it's such a good dungeon. It hits on every level. It checks every box. Um, this is, so my, my top two dungeons, it's probably no surprise here, but you know, this, this would be one B to my top dungeon from this game. What say you, Allison?
1: Okay, so we can agree on this dungeon. <laughs> uh, this is my number one dungeon for the game. I really, really like it. It is it is a fun, like, dungeon to play through. I, I'm never mad when I'm in there. Um, it has so many different areas and properties to it that it makes it very interesting. It's not just, hey, here's your water dungeon for the game. Or, hey, here's your shadow dungeon for the game. It's kind of a mix of a bunch of different things, which I think is awesome. So you know you incorporate uh swimming and then you've got the hands of the statue down there and they close on you if you get too close which is pretty cool um and then you like incorporate the fact that the that statue is like the central, you know, pillar of the dungeon and you're moving it up and down to get to both the lower level um and up to the top level so that you could fight the boss. I think that's really cool and that you spend a good chunk of the time that you're in this dungeon moving that thing around. Um I also, it, it's, it's like so weird how they did it, but I'm like, I'm there for, I'm here for it. But the, the whole Lotus, like beautiful, light, big open space of this dungeon. And then you kind of get to go down below and see that it's like, it's like infested and like something's wrong with it. And it's kind of cool because it gives you this eerie vibe. Like what the heck is happening to this really beautiful dungeon down here? And you got that purple goo stuff. Um, all over the place that hurts you, and then you have got like the zombie Bokoblins, and they're creepy, and they don't like die unless you do a finishing blow or whatever. And I just feel like every portion of this dungeon is really solid. The item is awesome. Um, and you get to fight some uh cool enemies with it, like those firebirds. I don't know what they're called, but you like grab their tail. This is—it's so much fun. You grab their tail, and you bring them down, and then you go step, 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 step with your sword on them, mm-hmm, and they those die. Those are awesome. They're so like that's so cool um I love that you uh, see a boca blend down below and he's got a key on his hip and you're like yeah I get to use my whip to steal the key from this boca blend I just think that's so awesome like a neat little touch and then of course Kolakdos is just like one of the most op- awesome like uh, involved fights ever you get super into it um it like I it <laughs> I'm the kind of person that's like sitting for most of the game but when I'm getting to Klocktos, I'm like, I'm like up and I'm like, okay, here we go. You know what I mean? Like it gets you really involved and it's so like hype inducing because the sound effects that come with ripping this guy apart and using his own weapon against him it, are just phenomenal. The, m- the music's good. Um, It's creepy too. Like it's got this childlike laugh and it's made of that purple goo from down below. It's like, it's just a really cool boss. You know what I mean? So and
0: you get to see Gearheim here, yeah. which makes sense, but you don't actually fight him, which is what they should have done at Fire Sanctuary. He he can show up, but then he, he presents you with another boss or something to actually fight.
1: But that's the thing is that he, that he did that for a couple of the bosses already. He did that for Skaldera, and then he just did it for Klocktos. So you want him to keep doing that, because if you don't really like repetitive things, that's going to get annoying. You know what I mean? Like I like the fact that he's showing up and he's like, he First, he fights you, and he's like, okay, this is annoying. He's a little stronger than I thought. Then he sends his goons after you, and he's like, okay, this is really obnoxious because this kid is getting in my way. And then he's like, okay, I'm stepping back in because I'm really pissed off. So I kind of like that there's like, a, an ev- like an evolution with it. It's not just Ghirahim, Ghirahim, Ghirahim three times, and he's boring, and there's no reason. You know what I mean? Like, there's an evolution we'll, to it. We'll talk about
0: this when we get to the Fire Sanctuary.
1: <laughs> okay. Overall, the Ancient Cistern is is amazing. And the atmosphere, the culture that it, it, like, throws in there as well is really cool. So, I just think that it's definitely the best of this game. And I would put it at number one.
0: Certainly at number one on the list of dungeons that we've went over so far. Yeah, this is, like, it's so good. You know, I want I want to talk about Calakdos a second here because we were having a discussion, like I said, in Discord, and I I'm never gonna tell someone that their opinion is wrong, but someone was just like, I don't really like fighting Calakdos because there's like a ton of downtime and a ton of waiting, and I was like, what? I I feel like this boss battle, like man, you like, you're constantly moving, you're you're whipping, you're picking stuff up, you're dodging attacks. I I thought that that was like so weird to hear, but. I don't know. Would you like? Would you agree with that?
1: Um, I don't know what downtime means.
0: Yeah, you know, we never really defined that actually. Because and, and I could see if you were talking about tentacless, there being some downtime. I could, I could get that. But also, like, um, and I don't want to get too far in the weeds here. But like, I was, I was saying, like, I think that downtime actually adds to the tension of a fight, depending on the fight itself. But. Um, yeah, I just I just thought that that was a weird criticism. I here, think but, it depends. Uh, like,
1: uh, I just just to throw my two cents in there for as a speedrunner, uh, downtime can be annoying, but Calactos doesn't have any. As a speedrunner, like there's a really fast way to beat Calactos while still enjoying the whole Calactos fight. You know, whereas if you're if you're talking about time, you're kind of waiting to attack the enemy. You know, you've got I think you mentioned um, Goma in Wind Waker. That fight takes forever or morgera in wind waker also takes forever because you're waiting for the the animations right. and everything to do what they're supposed to do that right clock does not have that
0: yeah clock rules yeah. um <laughs> probably second best boss fight in the series i would say behind uh our boy monk mass <laughs> yeah um but yeah let's let's move on actually before we move on let's read off what we got so far here so number one we got the ancient cistern number two skyview temple number three Lanayru Mining Facility. What is going on here? And number four, the Earth Temple. Uh, so let's, let's keep it rocking and rolling. Al, I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between what dungeon I thought was the best in this game because they are so good. I've landed on, I think that the Sand Ship is the best dungeon in Skyward Sword and probably the second best dungeon in the series. And let me tell you why. This, like I said, I'm a sucker for the time shift stones, but like this is such a incredible example of like one central mechanic and one central gimmick infusing everything and, and just informing everything that you do. So you've got the time shift stone on the mast of the ship and you get the, actually, you know what, before I continue on, let me go through my three item checklist here, or at least I'll get to the first item. You get the bow, which I know I was just poo pooing on for getting bombs and that's kind of the same old thing and blah blah blah. But as I was saying last week, the bow in this game feels very cool. Like it feels like a sniper rifle almost. Like it's uh it's just done in a different way where it felt different and like really exciting and unique. So I I actually really liked the bow in this game because it didn't feel like the bow. So when you get the bow, you have the ability to shoot this time shift stone and change the ship from the past to the present and you have to do so many intricate and amazing puzzles that require you to shoot this time shift stone from different areas of the ship and of course when you're in the past you don't have the um like the chicken wire mesh that's blocking you from doors things are moving things are going but then when you're in the the, the present um all the enemies are down and uh you can have a little bit of an easier path but i think that the way the amount of puzzles, like when you're re- restarting the generator and you have to go to um, the the rooms on either side, like the the left and the right rooms on the in the hallway, that's like that's really good stuff. Like when you're trying to find a way, you gotta lower the boat and raise the boat back up to shoot the time stones, and like I just thought that was like so incredibly incredibly fun. I love I just love the pirate aesthetic of this. Like it just it felt like a swashbuckling adventure. Uh, so I, I love, and again, I love the time shift stones. Like you get really great enemies and you get really great visuals and the dichotomy between the, the past and the, and the present is, is so involved and so fantastic. Um, going back to my three item checklist here, the music is great. Both the past and the present music is really great actually. And, um, I think that I, I'm going to, I would be willing to admit that Tantalus kind of looks like a goof. He looks like he's right out of Monsters, Inc., but man, that's a great boss fight. Like, you talk about just uh, an incredible atmosphere. You've got this, like, Kraken sea monster with tentacles coming everywhere. And you got to shoot them. It's this, like, frantic, fast-paced fight. Um, and then you got to shoot him in the eye, which is harder than you would think. Like, I feel like in, in regular Zelda games, that would be so easy. But in this game, it's, like, it's really a challenge. And it feels rewarding when you hit him in the eye. You've got barrels flying at you. You've got rain coming down. You've got tentacles Coming up off the ship, you got watercraft. Like, it's a, it, this fight is so good. And this has also got a great subplot of freeing all the robots from the brig. This dungeon has everything. It has everything that you could possibly want for in a Zelda dungeon. This is my favorite dungeon from Skyward Sword. Allison, go and rain on my parade. <laughs>
1: um, I, I actually, I won't spend too much time, like, bashing it or anything because... I can accept the fact that it's a well-beloved dungeon and that I'm in the minor- minority with my opinions when it comes to Sandship, Ship, Lene Reminding Facility, and also uh, Fire Sanctuary. So, like, I understand that. It's uh, its more just, you know, an opinion. It's not my cup of tea. But again, for the Sandship, like I said, I'll accept that people really like this dungeon. Maybe I just don't like desert areas or something and I don't like being there in a lo- for a long time. I don't know. But once again, it's a slog to get there. You have so much crap that you have to do. And then it's a slog to do it. So, like, <sighs> uh, um, I will, the highlights of the Sand Ship, though, is definitely Skirvo. Skirvo is such a cool, like, I. Oh, yeah, I
0: didn't even mention that. How, how fantastic is that?
1: that? He's so awesome. And I'm kind of like. I'm kind of a little disappointed that he isn't, like, a real final boss or or Dreadfuse, you know what I mean? Like, they're just mini-bosses, but they're so, like, they're so BA, they're so imposing and intimidating, these scary pirate robot guys, and they're, they're like li- like, animatronic and voiced, and it's, like, scary fighting them, but in a really cool way, so I wish they had been more more than they were i think they were kind of done dirty because they're so cool and they could have been like enhanced so much more to be an actual final boss somewhere in this game um but yeah that's a really awesome fight um and it makes you think and it makes you feel like you're actually in like a real sword fight kind of so that's really cool i i always love fighting scurvo um even when he's trolling me and i'm in hero mode um so I re- I like I really appreciate that part of sandship but the going back and forth um to kind of figure out where you need to go what time you need to be in in order to go and save the little robots and then get the boss key and then go back to the other room to open the boss door I don't know it's just not it's not it's not for me I'll say I, I'm sorry but the boss fight is also super cool and involved and um <sighs> And I I think I made the comment in the Discord that it's Celia and Mike's baby. Um <laughs> he's uh he yeah, he's pretty like freaky looking, kinda weird compared to a lot of the other bosses, but he's fun. You know what I mean? And so like those are my two highlights, probably the boss fight and the mini boss fight. But the rest I'm not Is
0: Celia and Mike from, from Monsters Inc. Yeah. I've never seen Monsters Inc. actually.
1: What? Oh my nope. what? andy
0: i yeah i've never seen andy
1: it. you are missing on such a wholesome movie okay do you have a chore do you, do you
0: want me do you want me to tell you another thing that'll probably rock your mind do you know what else i've never oh, seen
1: no what
0: toy story any of them what
1: the, who are you <laughs> <laughs> andy i'm the villain <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, like, say you're uncultured or anything because you haven't seen amazing movies, but I think everybody in their lifetime should at least see those movies. They're so great and so wholesome. like.
0: Well, I'm not going to say that you're uncultured for not loving the sand ship or anything, Allison, but uh, I- I'm just going to tell you that on our top 50 list of dungeons at ZeldaDungeon.com, number two... Sandship, Skyward Sword. Well,
1: yeah, like I said. Number
0: three, Ancient Cistern, Skyward Sword. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And hold on, hold on. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Because at number 12, do you want to guess what number 12 is? Lene
1: Remining Facility.
0: Lene Reminding Facility. Oh,
1: my God. Like I said, I will admit that I'm definitely in the minority for this. It's just not my thing, which is fine. I accept that it's other people's thing. I understand. Like, Locke, that's his favorite dungeon, and he loves that dungeon from Skyward Sword. So, like, I get it. It's, it's cool. I just don't. I don't care for it. And I'm totally... where. where would you rank it on your list? I'm totally okay with you putting it as second.
0: Okay, I... Okay, I can... I can definitely... uh, I can live with that. Okay. I can definitely live with that. I thought you were gonna, like, do me dirty and say, like... No, no, Put it last.
1: No, it's better than the name reminding facility, and... um, At least I feel that much, but I am because I accept the fact that it's a good dungeon for other people. I'm, I'm good with putting it as a second, as long as ancient sister stays on top.
0: I think we, uh, yeah, I think we can agree. Well, that's probably, that's probably there to stay ancient sister. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Um, okay. Let's move on. And uh, it's, it's crazy how there's only seven dungeons, but like, we're almost, we're almost out of time here, but let's keep, let's keep going here. Let's move on to the fire sanctuary. This is a dungeon that I feel bad because it was on the lower end of my list, but I think that it's a really fun dungeon, and Al, I think that this is one of your top dungeons, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll let you kind of take the reins here.
1: Okay. Um, yes, this is my second dungeon on my list. Uh, I think it's really underrated, and it's sad because not a lot of people care about it or remember it or like it that much. And and so I kind of feel like th- I kind of feel like you guys are dumping on my on my sandship here. <laughs> like. Um, i I think the atmosphere inside the uh, the fire sanctuary is really cool and it's kind of got this like tribal like kind of vibe with the music and like but also the art is really cool. it looks like it looks like the earth temple should have been you know what I mean like it's it's a little yes. bit longer it's uh it's got a little bit more going on to it and it's like it it like took the earth temple and upgraded it so I really appreciate the aesthetic of it. I like um, a lot of the uh, like uh, gimmicks and stuff that you do inside, like uh, digging underground with the, with the enhanced uh, magma mitts. I, I don't know what they're... Are they, are they called some... I, I think they're called
0: the mole mitts, aren't they? Mole
1: oh, Whatever. They're enhanced from the original item that you already had. L-
0: Let me fact check while you continue Okay.
1: Here. I think the going underground to solve puzzles is really cool, um, especially when you have to like control your stamina or there's enemies down there, that giant centipede... Ugh, I hate centipedes with every fiber of my being. So it's really satisfying to kill that guy. He's kind of rough to like kill, but I, it's fun. Like I enjoy going down there and killing that guy. Um, and then having a little bit more of the magmas involved because that's a very underrated species of the Zelda series too. So yes. you see them. Those guys are great. They're awesome. They're just so cheeky and funny and great. And like honest to themselves. They're like, yeah, I'm here for treasure and I don't care you know um some of the enemies are really cool the like uh i w- i would say cursed los alfos i guess they're like these purple los alfos are awesome those fire hands i don't know what those are called but those are really cool too um mm-hmm. i also uh really really like <laughs> you're going to hate this i really like fighting gearhim again because Like I was saying, there's an evolution to him being there again, to you facing him again. You're kind of reaching a middle point in the... Well, it's a little bit beyond middle, but you're like in the middle point of the story, I would say. And you've foiled him so well that he's like desperate and he's starting to become unhinged. You really see that he's losing it a little bit, but he's found a way to revive his master again. So he's happy, but he's still like really wanting to kill you. So the story aspect of fighting him again is great. It, his fight is a little more um, evolved as well, so it's a little different. But you're like, man, I, I, I've grown so much to this point. I've got this guy. Like, I'm not even worried about him. But I just think it's – I think it's cool. Like, I, I appreciate fighting some bosses over and over again. Not not the imprisoned, but <laughs> but Gearhame I'm okay with. Overall, I think that this dungeon is very, like, you know, underappreciated. I don't think a lot of people really care about – uh about it or getting there either. I mean, I like Scrapper. Sometimes the Scrapper, like, escort is kind of annoying, but, like, I I enjoy him. He's fun and comedic relief for the game. And overall, like, adding to that dungeon, I feel like it's a great time in the game and nobody cares about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if this suffers from... Because I agree with you. Before before I replayed it, like, I, I know Fire Sanctuary, but it's not one of the ones that pops out when you think of Skyward Sword. And I wonder if that's just because like. Sand Ship and Ancient Cistern and Rue are like so good. That that's kind of what people gravitate towards. Um, I feel like this is very much like the Fire Temple from Ocarina of Time. In the sense of like. It's a really solid fun dungeon. But there's just like some other really fantastic dungeons. That kind of overshadow it. But if this was in another Zelda game. This this would be like the best. Like maybe maybe one of the best dungeons in the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that, uh, for the most part, I agree with everything you said, by the way, just to fact check here, you get the digging mitts that right before. Sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You get the digging mitts in, um, in, uh, the earth temple actually. And you get the magma mitts here. Gotcha. So, or the mole. Yeah. The magma mitts here. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this has like really, like, I think that the underground puzzles are fun where you're crawling around. I think that the centipede fights are fun where you got to hit them in the butt um, I think that, uh, I really actually, I really like the, the puzzles where you have to get the water and throw them and create like a little lava platform and you, you kind of ride that to get to where you need to yeah. go. And the, the ones that are really involved are like when you have to quickly act either with your beetle or slingshot or something to get another lava platform that starts moving, um, while you're on a moving lava platform that is about to dissipate. So I think that that is very fun, um, yeah, I mean, there's some like there's some great puzzles underground. In particular, that one um, where you have to like release the dam with all the lava, and then you gotta like hustle back before you get burned alive. Yeah, is uh, is pretty is pretty great. Um, going from my three item checklist, I think that it's got a really fun item. I think it's got a really fun theme. Like you said, I think the enemies are really good. I love that the magma. Are you know they're doing their thing in and around this dungeon, and you got to free them. and And I think that they're great. You know, I the Girahim thing is is my point of contention. <clears throat> I will say at least I think the story why he is there is really good. He's looking for another gate of time, and I think that that's cool to see. You know, him exploring that and and whatnot. And I would also say that I think that this is a better fight than the Skyview Girahim fight. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's too similar to the first Skyview fight for me. And, uh, I, I don't know. There's something about it that's just like, I feel like I've done this already. And with the imprisoned, at least it's like, you have to fight it three times. Yes. But like, you don't really, you don't really do anything before fighting it. Like it's, there's no build up to fighting the imprisoned necessarily. Whereas like you go through a dungeon as intricate as the fire sanctuary and you get this build up, build up, build up, and then you go and fight a boss. And if it's not really what you want, it's kind of like, eh, okay. It's it's like watching a really great movie, and then the first hour and twenty minutes are awesome, and then the last ten minutes is just kind of like. Pfft. So that's kind of what I feel about Gearheim. I I can respect what you're saying about him like leveling up and the fights evolving, but I think the actual fight itself is is too. It's too similar to to Skyview, and it's just it's one too many times for me. So that brings it down a little bit for me. But I I, th- I think like for the most part, I would say that like this is a really solid dungeon, and I had it ranked. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. I had it ranked fifth of seven dungeons. But I mean, that's also that's only because I think like the top three are like like in a elite category of dungeons, and then Skyview, which I had ranked fourth. I thought was just like such a good intro dungeon, but like there was really no other place for Fire Sanctuary. So yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. It's an underrated dungeon.
1: Yeah, um, it's funny you said fifth. I have Sandship as my fifth.
0: <clears throat> <laughs>
1: um, okay, where would you put the sky in our list?
0: I I would put it. I think I could put it third, underneath Sandship and above Skyview. Would you be Would you be okay with that?
1: Yes, I think so. I think that a lot of people okay. are going to be like, what the heck are you guys doing? Like, really, you're going to put uh, Fire Sanctuary that high? I feel like Fire Sanctuary is probably really close to the bottom on a lot of people's lists, but I'm okay with it. I,
0: I think so, too. Um, but I think it's I think it's on the bottom of a lot of people's lists for the reason that I just laid out, where it's like, generally speaking, the top three dungeons are so regarded as being, like, such great yeah. dungeons. You know, it's, it's it's got, like, it's got the Fire Temple syndrome from Ocarina of Time, where it's like, it's an incredible dungeon, but like the fire temple is surrounded by like the forest temple and the spirit temple and the shadow temple yeah, and the water temple and like enough. all these notorious dungeons where it's like man, like this is a great dungeon, but compared to everything else, it's it gets overshadowed, you yeah, know? Yeah.
1: For sure. Um y- All right, well,
0: let's yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I
1: was going to say I'm okay with that placement.
0: Okay. Well, we've got one more to go here, uh, and then we'll wrap things up. Skykeep, which is the final dungeon of skyward sword and a little bit of a different final dungeon so i i ranked this actually last on my list um and i i think it's more so due to the nature of the dungeon itself rather than it being bad because it's not bad it's actually quite fun but i think that the the nature of the dungeon where you have to rearrange all the rooms and find the triforce within is, is cool, but it doesn't make for one good cohesive dungeon experience. Especially because rearranging all those those parts is hard. It's like, for anybody that hasn't done this, I don't know who's listening to this that hasn't done this, but like, you have to, it's one of those gimmicks where you have like the, the eight squares, but nine slots, and you have to Slide move puzzle. everything up and down and right and left or whatever. So that in and of itself isn't like fantastic. Um, they can be okay sometimes, but obviously it's not the best. But I think that, if you were to rank like the individual rooms in here, I think I think all of the rooms are fun. Like there's really great puzzles that are mirrored after room Mining Facility or Skyview or Fire Sanctuary, but as a collective whole, it just falls a little bit flat to me. Particularly because if you are good at arranging, you can skip like multiple rooms in this dungeon and you never really have to do them, which is what I did. Like I there was like a couple rooms that I just never got to because I kind of got my pieces together and I cycled them out and I was able to get the Triforce and then GTFO. I will say that, um, you know, so going from my three item checklist here, um, there's no dungeon item, which is fine because this is a final dungeon. So we can let that one slide. Um, the music is like the Skykeep music is really good, but you only hear it for, like, I think the first room or whatever. And then you're kind of hearing the the Earth Temple theme or, like, whatever theme. Like, you don't really hear that throughout. And it wouldn't make sense to hear that throughout, but it's too bad because it's a, it's a good theme. And then there's no final boss either, which I feel like is a missed opportunity because, like, you just kind of get the Triforce and you leave. And that's kind of that. Maybe, like, maybe what they could have done... They could have made the third Imprison fight here at the end of it or something like that. So, like, maybe you get the Imprison flying, he's finally in the sky, he's escaped or something, and, like, you defeat him, and then you use the Triforce to wish him away. I think that that could have been cool, but, like, as is, there's no final boss. So you just kind of get the Triforce, and you leave. and Which is actually cool, by the way, finally, like, touching the the physical Triforce in a Zelda game. Um, I, I thought was very cool, but... yeah, I don't know. J- just by the nature of this dungeon, I feel like... Um, I, I I just feel like it, it doesn't, it doesn't flow. The sum of the whole is not greater than the parts, if that makes sense. Uh, What about you, Al?
1: I, like, I completely understand what you're saying. And I, I agree that nature is what kills this dungeon because the individual parts are cool. I, I kind of feel like, and people are going to think this is weird that I'm comparing the two, but I kind of feel like, um, with tower or temple of the ocean king, um, when you know how to do it efficiently, it's actually really fun, in my opinion. Um, Skykeep, or, yeah, Skykeep is kind of the same. When you know how to do the slide puzzle efficiently, like, you're okay, you're fine, and it's not that bad, but if you don't really, like, if your brain doesn't work in those kind of puzzles, because normally mine doesn't, I'm not good at slide puzzles, then that, it's such a, it's so annoying. Like, <laughs> I, I have strats now because I speed run the game, but when I was playing it casually, like, when it first came out, I was so frustrated because you would it seems like it should be an easy concept, but I was having a really hard time with it. So, I, I'm just such a literal thinker that those puzzle it doesn't make sense to me. So, I don't care for that part of it, but the individual rooms are fun because it's like you're going through trials of a hero, you know what I mean? You, you go and you get the courage, um, Triforce, by doing a certain amount of puzzles, and then the same for the wisdom and the power and then plus you fight Dreadfuse, who once again is an awesome mini boss and uh fun and um you know it's like a cool intermission to what you're doing so i really appreciate that um the gauntlet to get the power triforce is a lot of fun um especially when Mm -hmm. you're not in hero mode (laughs) um but i like fighting that like the mega stolphos, the one that has the forearms uh he's uh, super cool. I really enjoy that uh mini boss fight. Uh, as well an Anci- ancient sister and I didn't mention him, but um there's a lot of cool components to this dungeon. And I think I think what um I feel like there's a boss fight, but I think the reason like that it doesn't feel like there is is because there's so much story and cutscene in between. So you do the dungeon and you kind of save Zelda, but then Girihim shows up and he causes the horde, you have to fight the horde and then you fight Girahim and Demise. So it Oh,
0: that's a stretch. What
1: no it's not. I don't think so. I think the only reason that it feels that way is because there's so much story in between. Like you you do the final dungeon and you're supposed to fight the final boss, right? Just like any other Zelda game. It's the same concept. It's the same <laughs> funny I'm gonna use this word for Skyward Sword and I hate it when people use this as an excuse, but it's the same linear formula. You do the dungeon, you fight the final boss. It's the same, it's just there's so much, like, that's kind of separating it, so it feels like it's not, if that makes any sense. At least that's how I feel. So, I, I once again, you get to Gearheim and you get to Demise, and, uh, or you're fighting Gearheim again, I like that fight. You fight Demise, it's a great fight. Um, I don't think that enhances this dungeon at all, unfortunately, because there's just so much working against it. So, I actually have this above, one above Linnae Reminding
0: Facility on my list. And that would have been sixth on your list. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. God, let me remind silly last. What kind of world are we living in? Here? God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, like, yeah, I, I think that's a stretch going from leaving this and then fighting Ghirahim. I, I think there's, there's too much there. Those are, those are like two separate like things to me. If
1: you, um, if you skip all the cutscenes, it's really not.
0: <laughs> who skips the cutscenes?
1: A lot of people. Nobody
0: skips. Nobody skips the cutscenes. The, the cutscenes are one of the best parts of Skyward Sword. That's Come true, on.
1: but there are people that do. And I know they're out there.
0: Those people are called psychopaths. <laughs> um, anyways, so, so yeah, like all, all of the all of the rooms are awesome, and like I I feel like Skykeep is like one tweak away from being like really great. Like if you think about it, this is fairly similar to Ganon's castle in, like, Ocarina of Time, where, like, you have all of the the different rooms that you have to go and, and do and, you know, uh, destroy the little barriers that are protecting Ganon's castle. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just due to the nature of the slide puzzle. And, like, maybe this could have used, like, one hub room or whatever. And, like, I don't know. Things could have been different. But, yeah, I, I think it's just a, it's a little bit disjointed for me. You know, on on an individual level, everything is very fun, but just... um. It doesn't have that cohesiveness, so yeah, I would, I would put it last, and I would, I would dare say, I, I would be fine to put it above the Earth Temple if you wanted on our list. I don't know that I would go any higher than that though.
1: Um, I'm okay putting it last.
0: You want to put it last? Okay. Yeah. Well, then we finally arrived at our list here, and I'm gonna read it for all of you uh, listeners right here. We have number seven. Sky Keep, number six, the Earth Temple, number five, Laneyru Mining Facility, Number Four, Skyview Temple, Number Three, The Fire Sanctuary, Number Two, Sand Ship, and Number One, No Surprise, Ancient Cistern. You know what? I I would have ranked Laneyru a smidge higher, but like this is a pre- this is a decent list. Like the the dungeons are just so good that like really from like I feel like from one to five like those are really really top tier quality dungeons and you could slot almost any of them in any order and like it's you know it, it's not ridiculous
1: yeah i would agree with that like like i said i'm totally okay with Sandship's placement it's not my favorite but i'm okay with it because i understand that it is a good dungeon and that a lot of people really love it so i'm totally content with this list uh as it is and i think actually we had some good compromises considering our different views <laughs>
0: I was ready to go like uh, Undertaker Maven when you were like Linnae Reminding Facility last. But yeah, I think we pulled it together. I think we got a good list <laughs> uh, going on here. And uh, man, what what a fantastic game. What a fantastic uh, set of dungeons that it has. We're not done with our Skyward Sword coverage. We're going to be back next week. And we have a very special feature that we are going to be discussing and dissecting for everybody here Um, which we'll go into next week. But for now, we are out of time. We're running a bit long, so we'll get out of here. Of course, we want you to check us out over on Twitter, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha, and uh, check out our merch over on Zelda Dungeon Etsy Store. Make sure to tell that Zelda fan in your life where they can get their weekly Zelda fix, and you know that we would love it if you went and subscribed over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, everybody, take care, and we will talk to you then.